Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today it's week seven review. We got one game going on right now, Kansas City, Cincinnati, which is just a absolute blowout. Again, Kansas City's just, I don't know, way too good right now. If you have, well, tonight, if you have Mahomes or Kareem Hunt, you're feeling pretty good about your team. And I'm actually going against Mahomes and Kareem Hunt in a game tonight. So So, you can say my week's not going very well. So I'm guessing you're uh, losing that one. I'm losing that one uh, by quite a few points, I would say. What is that? (laughs) So is that, I don't know what the, depending on what league that is, but uh, what are they up like 75 points between the two of them? Yeah, they're old, and they're between they're at seventy one point three between the two of them in this standard. <laughs> so oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm down one fifty one to eighty four point one. Yeah, that's a wrap on blood, that one. It's a bloodbath. It's not very good, but we're going to go over you know, some of the good performances today, and you know some of the not so good performances. But actually, so I'll just start it out real quick. We can talk about this Kansas City game at some point, I guess. So just say Mahomes is good, Kareem Hunt's good, Tyree Kill's good, right? Yeah, but absolutely. That's pretty much the, you know, the moral of the story there. You don't need to say much more. Except I'm kind of disappointed in Harrison Bugger missing that missing that 53 yard field goal earlier would have given me a nice five points in one <laughs> of our leagues. But oh well. Well, I actually got a I got a question that came in. This came in before the London game this morning, which was Tennessee in Los Angeles. I was about to say San Diego there, but caught myself. But it came from it came from Craig Phillips actually. Craig Phillips emailed us, which was an odd thing to see. But the other Craig Phillips, he asked, what's your outlook on Corey Davis for the rest of the year? And he sent this in before the game, which, what, Corey Davis, let's see, what did he pull off today? Three catches for 10 yards? Yeah, another so, lackluster performance. So just like, are you? is he a droppable player? Or are you just going to hold him and put him on your bench? Or what do you do with him? Oh, man. Um yeah, I mean, <laughs> can't drop. Him, yeah, right? I was gonna say I wouldn't drop him, but um, I, yeah, he, he's turned into a player that he's definitely not startable every week. He's probably more of a, a bye week filler, and you're kind of hoping that they, you know, get their rapport back. But yeah, right now, I mean, you, you, I don't think you can play him. No, I don't think you can. It's he hasn't been very good. How can you? You can't trust it. So I just say you can't drop him, but you keep him on the bench. I still think he's a good player. But this offense is just not great right now. And I mean, another huge disappointment, like Derrick Henry, he had, a, I guess he had a decent fantasy game today. But just, he's not the player we thought he might be. Just, I don't think it's ever going to happen with him. Yeah, he got a touchdown, so his day was much better. But he had 12 carries for 33 yards. Yeah, it did not work out for him. I mean, that, that whole offense, I mean, no one that we thought was going to be good has turned out. Deion Lewis is no exception. He isn't doing well this year. Derrick Henry's not doing well. Uh, Mariota has been, I mean, fantasy-wise, terrible. I mean, you can't play the guy. He's not going to be on roster on any team. So, unfortunately, Tennessee as a whole is just unusable almost. So, some of the top guys, I mean, I guess you can say Todd Gurley again. No surprise there. The guy just scores touchdowns. The artist wasn't even great again, but Touchdowns all day. James White, I mean, I should probably just give in and say he's he's definitely 
uh, a pretty good option every week. <laughs> I I appreciate. It. I know it comes from a <laughs> deep down, and and you really mean that. <laughs> he's just he's good. He's been good. They're they're using him in a way that he's just going to keep being valuable. He's, I mean, he's a top fifteen guy even in standard scoring leagues, which is crazy. But he is. It's he gets touchdowns. Then Marlon Mack. Now that was the surprise to me. This is now. Two games back from his injury, went 12 for 89 last week. We talked about him a little bit. And then 19 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown today. And topped it off with two catches for 33 yards and a touchdown there as well. 29.9 points in standard. I did not see this coming from Marlon Mack. No, no. I mean, yeah, we kept, you know, pretty much talking him up as in pick him up out of waivers. He's a starting running back. Uh, But this, especially... I mean, Buffalo is not a good team, but their defense has been, you know, fine. And that he comes out in 1926 with a touchdown, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it gives uh, their running game a little bit of life because with Wilkins and, and Hines, uh, you know, it was very up and down. But Marlon Mack feels like he actually might be able to, you know, keep this kind of going. It, I think he's, the, he's by far the best back there, and they're going to use him now. So he's he's a playable. He can play him every week. I I didn't really know this would come on. He's been he was hurt and he was hurt and had all these other guys. Kind of I just kind of gave up on him in a way. And hey, look, he comes back and plays great. So I mean, maybe I was wrong on this one. I mean, I was a big Marlon Mack guy last year. Just didn't see it coming this year. But nice to see now. Well, Latavius Murray got another couple touchdowns when Dalvin Cook still out, which is just. I mean, I don't like, you can't really call players with injuries bust. It's not a bust, but if you picked up Dalvin Cook early first round, like he was going sometimes, you know, the first round, maybe beginning of the second, and you might have picked him over Melvin Gordon, like people were doing in some, you know, Melvin Gordon didn't play today, but still, either way, that's just a disappointment. <laughs> big, big, uh, I can't see many teams with Dalvin Cook as their number one pick doing very well this year. And, I mean, even when he comes back from injury, Murray's probably not going away. I mean, you would think not. He's he's playing really well. I mean, I still think that uh, as Hunt just rips off another huge gain. But, um, you know, Murray is making the most of his opportunities. And th- that offense has been really good of late. Um, you know, Kirk is throwing the ball. You know, Thielen is on that crazy streak where he has a hundred yards every game. And, you know, they, they are, you know, letting up a few holes because of that, because you have to key on those wide receivers so much. So I I truly believe if Delvin cook was healthy, he would have been a phenomenal player, but you're right. I mean, unfortunately you, you can't, you know, you can't take injuries off the board and you, you know, <laughs> yeah, we weren't, I don't think people were wrong when they chose him there, but uh, it doesn't, you know, nullify the fact that their team is going to be hurting and more than likely it's very difficult to make up for a a first round draft pick as myself I found that out too with my uh, second and third draft picks going down in one league and you know it sends us scrambling so it's unfortunate then carry on Johnson 19 for 158 for the Lions there I mean I think they finally got a running back he's looking really good and uh, I, I like the fact that he kind of keeps uh keeps getting better and better and, and you can see that obviously as they're giving him more and more carries um he's starting to get that confidence coming out of the bye it's really good to see him have probably his best game 
of the year. Um, and man, I think uh, it's the best thing for Detroit to be able to run the ball. But um, and he, he didn't even get into the end zone and he was still no. very good. That, that's what's more exciting about him. So if you did have this guy, if you drafted him, I think down the stretch of the season, uh, he's going to be a very exciting player to watch. Some of the, I mean, Tariq Cohen, I guess. I'm just going to throw him out there just because he, he was actually very valuable again. In even standard, three straight weeks he's done this. 23.4, then 16.1, 14.3. He's involved quite a bit now. I mean, Howard was able to get a touchdown to make his day worthwhile. Other than that, he was only 12 for 39. Tariq Cohen has been a better player because of the pass-catching ability lately. He's probably the safe. It's weird to say that. I think Tariq Cohen might even be the safer option than Jordan Howard. Because Howard needs a touchdown at this point to be a good have a good fantasy week and Tariq Cohen, he got a touchdown so we get this week so it's solid, but he's just gonna get the yardage either way because of the catches it looks like. Yeah, I think you're starting to see this more and more with running backs. I mean, Tariq Cohen, if you look at the past three weeks, you know, take away the bye week, he has been their number one wide receiver. So I mean last three games, seven catches, 121 yards and a touchdown, seven catches, ninety yards, and then New England uh, this past week, eight catches, 69 yards, and one touchdown. I mean, those are legitimate numbers, especially if you were in PPR leagues. Oh, my gosh. And and he's not the only one, right? I mean, same thing with James White. Um, you know, people coming around on him because the numbers look, you know, strange for a running back. But these are the guys that are putting up uh, good numbers now. And really, you know, you can even go as, as far as uh, uh, McCaffrey, right? Um, him as well. So... It's just a different type of league, and you're starting to see it creep into uh, the the running backs. And, man, I mean, even – I'm trying to think, but even uh, Kareem Hunt, past two weeks, he has really done a lot of damage through the passing game, and a lot of touchdowns are coming out of that. Uh, past two weeks for him even uh, combined, 10 catches, 160 yards, and three touchdowns, and that's just receiving for him. Yeah. I mean, Hunt's been putting on – terrific games right now five in a row and he's only been over 100 yards rushing one of those so it's a lot of the pass catching and getting touchdowns he's been he's been great and i'm actually a little upset right now with kansas city fourth and four and they decide they're just gonna they don't want to kick the field goal to add on more points i could have used that three points <laughs> God, if i lose by less than three points it's on andy reed not taking the loss God, it's frustrating uh, Nick Chubb actually looked pretty good in his first opportunity really to be the guy there. 18 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. But we, we said all along that he's a good player. He just needed an opportunity, and here it is. Yeah, I, I did not call this one, like I like to say about the Saints last year, but it was the same situation, right? And, you know, they got rid of Hyde because they had a an excess of talent at the running back position. So it'll be interesting to see what Hyde does in, in Jacksonville now, um, especially while Fournette is hurt. Um, so if you did have, say, Chubb as the handcuff, all of a sudden you have two, you know, legitimate running back options. So I think a lot of people are very happy with that trade. Then over some of the wide receivers, John Brown, seven for 134 and a touchdown, continues his pretty solid season. He had two weeks in a row there where he didn't really do much. He had four for 58, then two for 28. So it was nice to see him get back involved and big game for him. Tyrell Williams again. Starts the game with a 75-yard touchdown. So he ends up with four for 118 and a touchdown. So two weeks in a row here. Last week, three for 118 and two touchdowns. This week, four for 118 and one touchdown. 
<laughs> I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you think that will continue? I mean, probably not quite as a uh, as many points. But I mean, do you see that he's going to be involved a lot more now that he's had some success? I think he's going to stay involved. I just don't know if it's going to be anything more than just the big play guy. So, man, it's it's so hard to play somebody like that. It, I don't even know if I. <laughs> I don't even know if I recommend picking him up because what are you going to do to set him on your bench? I don't want to play him. It's just a weird. I need to see more catches, more targets. He only had four targets too. He was just able to get those four catches on four targets. So he needs more than that. And then Adam Thielen again, 110 yards, touchdown. Just continues to do it every week. Just double digits every week. And now he has five touchdowns on the year. He's looking to be the – he plays – what's he got? New Orleans next week who hasn't been great against pass. Yeah, he's he's doing pretty good. Actually, I was looking at Saints here. They were dead last against um, wide receivers. So, Adam Thielen going against the Saints. Oh, that's going to probably be another – that'll be the game he does get 100, actually, right? <laughs> exactly. It's always the one you don't expect. Yeah, that'll probably be the one. But he's he's just been terrific, and don't I don't see that changing. Another guy, okay, who's been really good here. Alshon, 7 for 88 and a touchdown. He's been a lot better than I expected coming back from the injury. I I don't know. I just didn't. I mean, maybe it shouldn't be a surprise. He was a number one receiver. He had a really good year last year with an injury all year, and he comes back healthy and is good. So I guess, yeah, surprise, right? right. Shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. I think they had more weapons last year, and I, I think that uh, they, they're starting to rely a little more on Ertz and Jeffrey because they can't spread the ball quite as much. I think that'll probably, um, you know, get better as guys get healthy or they kind of feel it out. Um, you know, you can see some of these guys, they're kind of tr- trying to find out how to, you know, Clement, uh, Smallwood, even Goddard, um, you know, being the tight end number two. I think he caught a touchdown today and he's been, you know, kind of iffy. You're not sure if they're going to use him or not, but I think they're trying to kind of start, um, you know, spreading the ball out more and more as they did last year and why they were so successful on offense. So I think, I mean, I hope that these numbers continue because I have Elshon on, on a few of my teams, but, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it was a little more up and down as, as they hit the stretch of the season, just because that's what they did last year. Then, George Kittle, another really good game for him. It's another player just continues to be pretty good week after week. You know, one of the he's a top five tight end option. That's what we've kept saying. And I mean, no one else is really stepping up. He was the third best tight end this week here with fifteen point eight five for ninety eight and a touchdown. The only ones better than him this week were well, Trey Burton was number one tight end this week. So Finally, he had a big breakout game. So he's number one guy, nine for 126 and one. Then Michael Roberts for the Lions with those two touchdown catches. Gets number two. But <laughs> other Nets, Burton number one, which not a surprise. Like we knew he had the talent to do that. George Kittle's the third best. Zach Ertz was the fourth with nine for 138. And David Njoku comes in number five because of a touchdown catch. So, you know, those are Njoku doesn't, he's not having big yardage or anything, but he's still becoming a top 10 tight end player because there's just not anybody there. There's just nothing going on. It's ugly. Yeah. Completely touchdown dependent, mostly with, with tight end. And as you can see, I mean, the difference between, you know, the top few guys, you know, they did, but they had multiple touchdowns, whatever it may be, but everyone else, you, you just range from, you know, anywhere from nine to four 
And really the difference is who caught a touchdown and who didn't. Um, so, I mean, even like, uh, well, actually people will start asking this. How, how do you feel about Greg Olson? Because obviously he came back from injury. He's played two games now. Uh, the first game, four for 48, you're kind of like, okay, he's getting his legs underneath him. Um, but against Philly, only two catches for five yards, and he got a touchdown to salvage it, but um, obviously not a great outing for him. Um, how do you feel about him? You know, don't feel terribly confident, but like we say, the tight end position is so weak right now that if I didn't have another option, for sure, I'm taking the chance on Olsen. And there's a lot of times I don't have another option. So I, I would... Just keep sticking him. I'm probably going to keep putting him in the lineup. He's going to be a top 10 guy for me. I'm going to keep ranking him that way, or at least right around 10. And I think you just play him as long as he's involved slightly. It's better than, I mean, some of the other options because they're just, I mean, who is there? I, I don't even know who you would play over a Greg Olson at this point, unless, you know, somebody you picked up, maybe you picked up Ebron and you want to play Ebron over him. But even Ebron, only three for 31 today. So... Yeah, there's just not a lot of options I'd play over him. Yeah. yeah, I think you just stick him in there. Hope for the best. This yeah. is a ugly position. So I have a, a few guys. Uh, obviously, we kind of hit on a lot of the highlights, but a few guys that didn't do as well that I want to get your uh, opinion on. Yep. Uh, the first guy I got to ask, obviously, we have a lot of love for him, but Sony Michelle, what happened today? Got hurt. <laughs> Knocked out. <laughs> Uh, do you expect because James White did so well, and obviously it, it kind of goes game plan wise? Do you think something like that could hurt a, a rookie running back? I know people will look at that and start wondering because James White is obviously doing very yeah, very well. Because so he was just on, he's on a roll for so long, and then he gets hurt. Even if he comes back, no, pro- I mean I don't know what this injury is going to be, but yeah, I mean James White has shown he can just they can play that type of offense and they're perfectly fine. They're not going to want to, there's no need to rush him back. There's no need to overwork him when he is out there. Now there really isn't. You don't, you don't need to last. I mean, the last three weeks he went 25 carries, 18 carries, 24 carries. I don't think that's going to continue no matter, you know, no matter what the situation is, even if he's perfectly fine. I don't, do you really need to do that? Why, why do that to your rookie? Who's been, productive when you have another guy who can be out there as well so maybe the sony michelle top 10 running back thing is going to be over with just because i mean it was based on volume really he was good but it was based on volume and i don't think that'll be there anymore it mean it just doesn't need to be if they want to be smart right yeah and i do think that he'll definitely be utilized you know running the ball but um i think that new england has always had that kind of uh that mindset that they just play to the hot hand um, and you see it with their running backs all the time. So uh, that is always going to be something that is in the back of your mind if you're if you're an owner. Um, another guy that didn't do that well this week, and I've been, you know, it's impossible to predict it. You know, you we keep th- saying that because of the team is so poor that you know the running back could be hurt by it. But Elliot, he finally yeah. has a down game. I mean, I don't know if they figured it out. Houston kind of did it too, but he still managed 8.4 points against Houston. But today against Washington, 4.2. He had 15 carries only for 33 yards, two catches for nine. They just couldn't get him going. Do you think that other teams can see this and start kind of, you know, using the same process in order to 
shut him out, or do you think that this is not going to be the usual, that Zeke is going to be fine, plug and play, obviously, he's going to be a top five guy? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you play him, but yeah, there's going to be games like this, unless, I mean, Dak has to open it up for him. If Dak's not doing anything and they have no one to throw the ball to, I mean, everyone, they can just key on Zeke and just let him try to make Dak beat him, which Dak almost came around at the end there and tied it up almost if the field, if they would have made the extra point. But yeah, I mean, the offense is just so bad that you're going to get these games from him, which you wouldn't have gotten before just because he's not going to be able to do anything else. And they're going to then be, have to try to hurry up and pass the ball. And he's 15 carries isn't a lot for Zeke really he should be in the twenties every game. And yeah, there's a little worry with that, that he might not be, you know, top three or something this year. He's still going to be a top 10 guy though. He's still really good. They're going to, you know, they, let's see, they got the bye week. Yeah, they have some okay options there. They, I mean, Tennessee, Atlanta, New Orleans going down the stretch. And if you get into the playoffs and go against the Colts, it could be a good game for him, but he should be fine. He'll be just, yeah, the offense is just so bad, though. <laughs> no, awful. I mean, I'm, I'm actually impressed that uh, Dak was able to um, salvage a fantasy day for himself. I mean, he actually did pull a rabbit out of his hat because no one else really did well, and he still ended up with plus 20 points in, you know, for standard scoring, which I thought was and, amazing for him. So anyone that started him and has Dak, uh, I think you got a gift. Yep. And some other Mark Ingram, not a very good game there, 12 for 32. And it's going to go like this for him, I think, week to week because they were down on the goal line a couple times and he's not he didn't get really any looks he got like one look inside of the 10 like probably like the five or six and they run it with Taysom Hill now a little bit they threw a t- one yard touch on to Ben Watson so I mean it wasn't even and Kamara was able to get in later on but it's going to be you never know what what kind of game it's going to be yeah and, and Baltimore's defense is really good anyway exactly Baltimore is legit they're very very good defensively and I th- can everyone stop freaking out now because <laughs> I I Finally, Kamara got 17 carries. Ingram only 12. Um, you know, Kamara got the, yeah, the, he got the touchdown. He looked good again. Uh, maybe it wasn't exactly what you're hoping for, but, you know, 13 and a half uh, against a very good defense is, you know, uh, a great day. And then, well, Peyton Barber came back down to earth after one good game. So this guy <laughs> was, is still useless. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy who's useless is Alex Collins. Useless. <laughs> Yep, he, uh, he had another day that you can uh, that you, know you can gloat about. I, I hear way too many people, oh, if the Baltimore just gave him a chance, he's actually good. No, he's not. Stop it. Stop excuses for this guy. <laughs> he's, he's just not a good running back. He's, he's very, very, very average. You know, so yeah. he gets double-digit carries every week, and he, let's see, what's his to- best yardage total on the year? Hmm, 68. He's a great running back, isn't he? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim victory on this one. Jeff. <laughs> I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you do that one. Um, someone that I actually wanted to ask you about, I I'm finding him intriguing, but uh, San Francisco looking for other running back help. Turn to Raheem Mostert, 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 yeah. however you say it, and he's been one looking, of those. Yeah, he's been looking good for the past two weeks. Is this someone? that you would be interested I mean and he's definitely available in a lot of leagues. So is this someone that you would pick up? Yeah, I think he's worth a pickup right now because he's at okay, at this point he's past Alfred Morris, looks like for sure. 
And he had more touches than Brita this week as well. Brita did nothing. He got you negative, which, ew. I mean, I, I actually had to play Matt Breida in a league this week because of Melvin Gordon being out. And I would have been better off not putting anybody in. <laughs> I would have been better off if I never made the switch and Melvin Gordon stayed in my lineup and got me a zero because Matt Breida got me a negative 0.15. <laughs> so if I would have just been like you, Jeff, and forgot to switch to the lineup. I know. So <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to actually come into play, thank God. But... um. Anyone could do it. I woke up this morning, obviously not in the, uh, I was nursing off a, the loss to U of M, but, um, Ooh, that's a good game too. Yeah, it was brutal, but, um, yeah. And I come in and forgot that it was the, the European game. I looked and Gordon was out and I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wouldn't have made the switch. Just kept him in. That's that. Yeah. No good there. <laughs> but no the, good. uh, the, and we can jump around if we need be, but the other, the last guy I really want to talk about, and he had another great game, but I want to kind of get where you're viewing Mitchell Trubisky. So he, obviously a young, talented offense. They have a lot of weapons. We weren't sure what to think of him. He, he had a, you know, he had one bad game against Arizona in week three, but after that, he has been on fire. So Tampa Bay scores 55 and a half, then 33.3, now 35.4 against New England. I mean, where do you rank this guy moving forward? He's about to play the Jets in Buffalo, Detroit, Minnesota. I mean, definitely places that you, you can have some success. Well, his running ability makes him more attractive as the use. 81 yards and a touchdown. He's been pretty good running the ball. It So his numbers, like, if you actually look at it from a just – regular NFL standpoint weren't necessarily great. 26 for 50 and two picks. That doesn't look great, but fantasy wise, he's been, he's been very good. And the fact that Jordan Howard can't get anything going anyway on the ground, they have to use an offense with Tariq Cohen more often. It's better for Trubisky. Actually, I used him this week in that, um, that Instagram versus Twitter league we got going. I actually used Trubisky this week. I, Felt pretty decent about it too when I put him in. So, I mean, he's he was a guy who before the season, what or early in the year, never cracked our top twenty. But now we probably should be. I mean, especially during bye weeks. I mean, he should be a top fifteen guy for us. I think we. I mean, the three games in a row like that after the, the three terrible games and three good ones. I think we he needs to be a top fifteen guy until he proves until he does something different. It's almost like the the Blake Bortles of a couple of years ago. Yeah. No I mean, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on board this train and I, but I think better, a little better than Blake Bortles. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, what Bortles got benched today. That was hilarious Finally. to watch. Yeah. Jeez. But I mean, it's been terrible for years. You're absolutely right. I mean, the last three games that he, he's been the best, but even before that he, you know, he rushes every once in a while, but I mean, look at the extra yardage you get out of him. Against Tampa Bay, rushed three times for 53 yards. Then Miami, eight for 47. And then obviously today he ran wild, but six for 81 and a touchdown. I mean, that really does prop you up if you can get five extra points just running around the field. Yeah. And I think that's going to be there every week for him. He's he's definitely mobile. I remember when we were watching some, watched some clips of Trubisky before the draft last year even. That was what I saw too. Is That's the kind of stuff he could do. So it's... 
you know, I think it's going to be pretty good. That they've obviously they switched something up in that how they've been, you know, playing since the first three games were so terrible, and it's definitely helped. And yeah, not saying he's going to be terrific and lead them to a lot of wins, but fantasy wise, he's going to be pretty solid. And there's not a lot of scary opponents on the schedule here. Jets don't scare me. Buffalo doesn't scare me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be scared of anybody can put up points against Detroit too. They Detroit's better, but you can score on them. Minnesota might be tougher, but then the Giants. Then okay, if we need to the playoffs and you play the Rams week one of the of the playoff schedule, that's where you have to. Yeah, that <laughs> hope you have another quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> he gets you there, but he won't do much timing. for you probably that first time. <laughs> yeah, but he's been he's been pretty solid. Like because you got other guys who you know you play every week. Like a okay, like a Stafford. He's always very solid, but he doesn't put up the numbers that Trubisky's been putting up. So, if you want that extra points, maybe you have to take a little risk and play a Trubisky there. Even like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins hasn't been playing as well as Trubisky recently. So, it's weird to say. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I actually played Mitch Trubisky today and it worked out. <laughs> okay, one guy I'll say in the quarterbacks, other than, I mean, there's a couple guys who are really disappointed. Bortles, if he disappointed you because you played him, you shouldn't have played him. So I don't have any, don't feel bad for you. But Andy Dalton, I think uh, we both recommended him this week, put him in our top 10, and pulls off a 9.9 outing here. Yeah, it was just bad. Just, I mean, he obviously they were down. He had plenty of, you know, plenty of opportunity to, to score some points through the air. And, it, I mean, the only person he could throw to was AJ, and he yeah for a while he exhausted that early, and then they yeah. just made him pay after that because he was just honed in on him. I I don't know yeah. what happened to Dalton today. They looked really really poor. Yeah, just a. I mean, Kansas City's been very bad against the pass this year. They were twenty eighth in against in fantasy scoring against them, and man, Dalton could take advantage. He needed to spread the ball. I think just yeah zeroing in there on AJ didn't work out really and it wasn't you didn't really get anybody else involved until I think one drive Tyler Boyd had tw- three catches for 27 yards but it was all on one drive in the third quarter like they weren't spreading the ball around at all so yeah I don't, I, I don't know what the, yeah don't know what their deal was today well then Deshaun Jack or Deshaun Jackson Deshaun Watson in a pretty poor game but they get the win we didn't ex- we didn't rank him very high playing against Jacksonville but he still wins, and but Jacksonville, just the team overall is just struggling badly. Yeah, their their, their offense can't do anything. Awful, but their defense yeah. is still good, and defense is really good. Yeah, yeah, and hence why he wasn't ranked very high. I think he'll obviously. I think he can bounce back against Miami next week. Um, hopefully, he can, you know, get back to multiple touchdowns. Um, but really, that's like all that really disappointed quarterback wise. Andy Dalton, Deshaun, and I can't even say Watson did because we didn't expect a good game. Yeah, exactly. Dalton's about it because everyone else kind of, they maybe they didn't put up the huge numbers, but like like Jameis and Jared Goff, but they got you into the twenties. Yeah, I mean, so think about Rowan's this too. Solid. Yeah, I mean, between I'm actually trying to count them up real quick, but like really everyone from Jameis to Baker Mayfield, right? So it's one, two, three, eleven. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pretty much you pick one of those guys, and you went anywhere from 20, was that 20.1 to 24.9? So within a five-point difference, and then anyone above that, you're kind of like, okay, then those guys separate themselves. Really, I mean, the top four did. Uh, 
So, I mean, once again, you're kind of, you know, if you played one of them, fine. You know, you didn't hurt yourself that bad. And so as long as you don't pick a dud, <laughs> you'll you'll do okay. Yep. And obviously, you know, if, you, if you're having Mahomes, Luck, Cam, you know, Brady, Rodgers, those guys have a better chance, obviously, of doing well and have a higher ceiling. But once again, QB is just funny this year that way. You know, you'll have guys that come out of nowhere and score a lot, but for the most part, you know, you can just throw a guy in there and he'll do fine. It really, he really can, except you just wish you had Pat Mahomes right now. Yeah, nice. I definitely do. That would be nice. But, all right, I don't really have much more here. No. For this one. That's about it. So, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll go over some waiver wire players, which, I don't know. Got any any big ones this week? Probably not. Uh, no. There's a couple guys that are interesting. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll go. I'll go there. Wow. Actually, one last guy I want to talk about. He might come up on the the waivers, maybe. But did you? Because the uh, the trade for Hyde happened so uh, suddenly. Obviously, we thought okay, Chubb would have an immediate impact. But did you think Duke Johnson was going to have more of a role in this offense, even in this game? You know, man, they probably I, didn't have an option to really game plan for it that way. Yeah, I really did. I thought he'd be a lot more involved, especially against like Tampa. That was a game that maybe they have to air it out a little bit and be able to throw the ball, and maybe Duke could do some things receiving, but just nothing there. And after after that, I just I actually I tried to pick him up, but you beat me to it. Yeah, in, yeah. in our main league, it didn't work out for me. But <laughs> but yeah, I probably would have put him in my lineup. I, I probably would have done that. Yeah, only one carry, but, which tells me that Chubb is going to get all of them. But um, yep. I don't know. Moving forward, do you think his role will get larger? I I honestly don't know if it will. I think it's just going to stay what it was. It's not going to even make a difference that it's Chubb over Hyde. He's just going to be the same guy. He's had what? I mean, now twenty carries on the entire year. That's it. So he just needs to catch the ball to be able to be relevant, and that's not happening very much right now. So I I think it's. I thought there would be something there, but there's not. I don't think it's going to be. Yep, and there we go. All right, I think that'll do it then. We'll be back for the waiver Wire Show tomorrow. Talk to you guys then.